You're listening to the Meaningful Riches Podcast, the lifestyle and personal development podcast created to help you discover and redefine the true meaning of wealth in your life. I'm your host, Hebron Verma. Enjoy the show. What's up, guys? We are back with another episode this week, and I am super excited for this because I have such a cool guest here with me today. I am currently sitting with Clark Sanders. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know if I'm that cool, but thank you. <laughs> she is an entrepreneur based in Minneapolis, currently running both a photography and a marketing business, and definitely someone that I look up to as a mentor and also just a boss doing her thing. So I'm super thank excited. You. Yeah, super excited for this conversation we're going to have today. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. This is awesome. Thanks for having me. Of course. So why don't we go ahead and kick this off with like a little introduction about you. Tell mm. us a little bit about your business, how you got started. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So back in 2017, after I'd graduated college from South Dakota State, I was actually recording our podcast. I was on a podcast with some friends called Ask a Guy, and we're a sex and relationship podcast, and we were all really excited and starting to grow. I was working at Target at the time on a social media, on the social media team, and I was just like, I'm doing this all day at work. I love y'all, but if you want me to show up and be the best in this space, I can't do the social media. And so my good friend Kiana, who actually also went to Osseo, she was a year older than me. Small world. I know, right? Like people that move here, once they meet me, it's actually really annoying because they're like, is there anybody you don't know? And I'm starting to realize like, no, (laughs) but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. She was helping and supporting with at the podcast Mm -hmm. and doing all the social media. And I was like, yo, what if we like did this for people? Right. Because we we both want wanted and knew that we were going to be entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and we knew all these other amazing entrepreneurs doing super cool stuff. And now we're like, why don't we provide our knowledge through social media? We just we started hustle. And so it started as a side hustle. That's where the name came from, actually. I love that. Right? It just started as like this idea. And we were like, let's make some money. Let's do this. We're already doing it for people. And they're making a bunch of money off of us doing it. We totally know that we can do this. And not only that, we were honestly tired of making money for other people. And working on stuff that we didn't get to choose to work on. And it grew and... Kiana has since stepped back, but she is such a huge part of my founder story, and I love her. And of course, I'm going to make her listen to this. Shout so that's out Kiana. Why, yeah, I know that's why I'm like <laughs> giving her her props so she knows. Because I tell her every time I talk yeah. about this story, she's included and she giggles at me. And I'm like, no, seriously, like yeah. you're such a pivotal part in my journey. 2019, I had left. I worked like big corporate giant, and then I was like, this ain't for me. Right. And then I went tiny little seven person agency in Southwest Minnesota. Talk about I took a a 50 percent pay cut. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, I just knew the money wasn't what was driving me. I needed to be in a healthier space for me to show up. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that was not in corporate America. (laughs) (laughs) Just for me. Yeah. Um, I had a really amazing boss, Kelly, who was the first person like gave me permission in Mm -hmm. a weird way Mm -hmm. to like go and do it she saw me and the way that I saw myself right so she kind of was like when are you gonna quit she straight up like I was gone for a two-day shoot for uh, the city of Minneapolis and I can't everybody knew where I was going they all knew we had side projects it was something we were very close-knit 
company. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. But I came back and the next day she like called me into her office. I thought I was in trouble. And she was like, how long do I have? And I was like, what do you mean? Right. And she's like, how long do I have until you go out on your own? Listen, side note here, that is what makes a great leader. Like recognizing in other people what their potential is and not stifling that. And that's also what was really interesting is the day I had an interview with them because I quit Target. Yeah. I was only there for 10 months because I'll be honest, it (laughs) sucked the life out of me. It was not a space for me. Um, It also as a first job, I learned a lot of like what I needed in a leadership style. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm an empath. So I recognized the multi-million factors that were happening in that office. And I realized it just wasn't a good space for me. And yet I had a leader that she knew my potential. Mm -hmm. She just didn't know how to lead me. And she had a lot of stuff going on. So I don't ever want to like discredit her life experience. But it unfortunately negatively impacted mine, which is the reality. So when I left, I took a month off. I Something I talk about a lot is like safety nets. Like mm-hmm. I was super lucky to have my parents. They, I was still living at home at the time. Right. And so I was like, I need to rediscover Clark because I was like, honestly, like throwing up every morning before work. My anxiety was so bad. I was like on all these different yeah. meds. And I'm like, what am I trying to fit into no. all of these drugs and all this stuff mm-hmm. to show up to make $60,000 to tweet s- at people? I knew where I was starting was not my end position. I right. always knew this as a person. Mm-hmm. I envy people. And I, I had a lot of people on my teams that were like in it. They showed up. They're like, what do you mean you'd leave this job? Right. Yeah. And I was over here like, you don't have dreams. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is you want to stay at this yeah. entry level ass position your entire life. Yeah. But anyway, that's beside the point. Everybody has different goals. And I still to this day envy people like that because I could still just be sitting there tweeting at people making oh, $60,000 a year. Yeah. So it took a month off and I had actually decided, like, I'm just going to strike out on my own. I'm going to contract. I'm going to freelance. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was like, I was making money in college because right. I was like making resumes. And What were some of the like emotions you were feeling at that time? Oh. Were you scared or nervous? Ooh. Or was it just kind of like, like, F this, I'm done. Like, I have to oh try my gosh. this. So when I was figuring out when I was going to leave, oh, what a story. <laughs> I found out about myself, and I'm still doing this to mm-hmm. myself, is I self-sabotage by playing a should narrative oh, 100%. constantly in my head. Like, I should be ha- grateful yeah. I'm making this money. I should, like, all these different things. Like, this is the lifestyle I should have. Therefore, right. I need to do this, or I should be doing this. Yeah. So through that time and that first experience, oh, my gosh, the first time it hit me, I was sitting on the bus because parents lived out in Plymouth. And all of a sudden, I I looked up from my phone, and I looked at everyone around me. We were, like, stuck in traffic. Like, Mm -hmm. the bus couldn't get to the shoulder to keep going. Like, we were in traffic. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, a sea of cars, right, and buses. Everybody's on their phone. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going the same direction but going nowhere. And all of a sudden, I was just like, oh, my God. Right. (laughs) Like, this weird, like, feeling overcame me i'm like yeah. this is not me mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden i felt like i was like on it oh i haven't it almost about feels this. like you're like in a simulation almost. yeah and i don't want to say like and the whole like quote-unquote woke trend right, or whatever right. but no it's like and it wasn't that everyone else was wrong i'm right in this moment it was all of a sudden like 
I felt like an imposter. Mm. And that was the first time where like imposter syndrome yeah. started setting in, which I like to call imposter symptom because it mm. actually means you're in the wrong situation. Right. Not that that's something's are, wrong with you. Yes, yeah. 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 Anyway. I couldn't go to work the same way. And that's when I, I all of a sudden was like, is something, then I started asking, like, is something wrong with me? Mm. Because, and something I learned from Kim Katrin, who I wanted <laughs> to make sure I referenced correctly. Yeah. She's a Canadian American, like, speaker and phenomenal keynote. She spoke at the Midwest Mix conference. Uh, oh, 2021. Yeah. We had a virtual conference and she spoke. She gave a keynote. And in that keynote, she talks about as kids, Mm-hmm. we inherently think the world is correct and we are wrong. Mm. And as we start getting older, and this is where I think like the trend of calling it unlearning, right? we start to recognize that we're not so wrong for ourselves. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're like 100% right all the time. That's yeah. part of like living. You have right. to keep learning. Mm-hmm. We start to recognize that we're not so wrong and some of the choices that we're making may not be right or the systems we keep putting ourselves in or the systems that we are kept being upheld. As we get older, we start to figure out that like we're not so wrong. And so what I recognized in that time and space is that I was feeling so yuck, so right. not me. Yeah, I had to get out. I had lost myself so completely that this boss – we sat down and had a meeting and she's like, who are you? Like, this is not a good space for you. Yeah. And she's like, what's going on? And right then and there, I don't know what came over her. I looked at her and I said, how do I quit a job? I had never quit a job before. It was the first time I could actually sense that she was like the leader I knew that she is, right. you know? Yeah. And she felt empowered to be in a space because I knew what to ask. I knew truly because she actually called me out. She said, uh, and this was part of the reason why I knew I needed to leave because I don't think a leader should ever call you out and ever say this to somebody's face. But she's like, you're faking it. But now going through it, like I totally understand where she's yeah. coming from. The delivery was, you know, <laughs> maybe not the best um, from the leadership style I needed. Yeah, it. It was wild. Somebody, it took somebody else to also finally give me again permission right. to quit. Right. And I'm going through it again. I'm working through trying to give myself permission to even pivot in my own business and my own roles yeah. and what I do now. Your ego is a wild thing. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. I okay. I didn't realize how much ego plays into so many things. So many. And like I, I definitely don't consider myself as someone that drives my decisions based off of like my ego or like what other people are going to think of me when I really take a look at some of the decisions I've made or like some paths I've chosen to take honestly reflecting on it maybe I did take other people's inputs Mm -hmm. a little bit more in depth than I thought I did maybe I thought I was doing this for myself but really I was doing this to look a certain way ego is not inherently a negative thing I think like especially now we love to polarize a lot of stuff but like within your ego like that's a part of our lives we're probably gonna battle with our egos for forever something I had to get over was the way I saw myself Mm -hmm. and and a lot of it I it it does come from how I want other people to see me and the control of that as well yeah but what it came down to for me in many years of therapy I would be honest (laughs) this this is coming out of two years of complete 100% self-work <laughs> <laughs> I 
my my ego and I are going through it again. Yeah. I'll admit it. Yeah. I, sitting down and being like this pretty pristine picture in mm. the corner of the back of my brain that I hold of that I right. painted of this portrait of myself is not realistic 24 7 365. Right. So why do I keep pressuring her to be her? Right. And is that even the her I want to be? Oh my god. You literally <laughs> just hit it on the nail for me because this is like an inner dialogue I have with myself all the time. Sometimes the way other people see you the way other people describe you kind of like your your reputation as it stands with others is almost a prison it if can you be. think about it yeah because if it's like if you're mm-hmm. yeah and I, i've definitely at some points in my life really have allowed it to be we give ourselves no inch because yeah. we don't um that's not the persona of exactly. the picture that we've painted that others have affirmed exactly that they love right or mm-hmm. and that's like this character that we have to play 24 yeah, 7 like right? am i even this person that other people see me as mm-hmm. that's a really hard realization to come to yeah it's a lot of work and it hurts it hurts to go through that process i won't lie for sure for sure i didn't even talk about the topic of this episode but we kind of are like already (laughs) already going on with it anyway sorry hi welcome (laughs) my story but like literally everything we've talked about so far hits hits the topic perfectly so basically this episode is going to be all about the pursuit of happiness and honestly what that even means to us Um, And this was actually an idea that came to me from watching a podcast episode called Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where they were talking about the curse of ambition and how we can sometimes get so caught up in being ambitious and having everything together that you kind of forget what your driving purpose or what your driving goal is. Mm -hmm. And it really got me thinking like, okay, am I so focused on creating this life and this picture in the future of when I'm happy, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. creating what I want in the future to make me happy mm-hmm. that I'm not really realizing or taking the, the break and pause that I need to be happy in whatever moment that I'm in right now. <laughs> there are two things that when you said that, like leapt to the front of my head that I've been working on. Like this is my 2021, 2022 goal Yeah, is pacing mm. And presence and it's funny because it goes back to my mom when I was little she said she always wanted to tattoo a P on her thumb mm. and I said why and she goes all the words I need in my life for whatever reason start with a P so patience pacing pleasure peace like she's like all of these words I need start with a P of yeah. course my my mother has she has pierced ears and never wears earrings like that's <laughs> she is as like would never actually get a no tattoo, she would yeah. never get a tattoo the most like midwestern white woman you would ever meet <laughs> so i was actually reading an article um it's actually on the on a website called pursuit of happiness i've heard of and it. Oh, okay cool so yeah. they talk about four i think it was like four or five steps or tips that essentially make a happy person Mm. and so i have them written down here so it says express your heart practice acts of kindness keep moving find your flow and take care of your gut i think that is the most high level i really hate to say it the most high level like optimistic way to say how to pursue happiness no literally (laughs) (laughs) like i don't think they're wrong 
But my friend, like Jan, she's actually releasing a book called yeah. The Illusion of Healing. And I think what people think is, is that this pursuit to peace is like this weird eat, pray, love thing. Mm. And like the love part is that you like cry and the person you love, like you both realize we truly love each other. And like you go yeah. into this like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um. I, I mean, it, I would love to hear your thoughts on it, too. I don't want to okay, totally so like two, two things. I have two opinions on this. One, I think it's really interesting that a lot of it comes from what you're giving to yourself and to others i think a lot of the times a lot of people think happiness is what i can get Mm. but a lot of times happiness comes from what you can give Mm -hmm. i had to reverse it because i'm a people pleaser but i'll get into that that. that's a good point too though that's (laughs) see you can have a rebuttal for everything though oh oh um i love uh taboo guru it's in my (laughs) freaking bio on instagram i love being the devil's advocate i just like perspectives i think oh for sure you're but you're absolutely 100 percent right depending depending upon the experience because something i realized is that i was doing all of these things that i needed to do like exercising and eating Mm. kale and going to these restaurants and wearing these clothes and doing all these things that other people were saying is like yeah that feels good and so i do agree with like you have to look in to look out right but what was fascinating for me is i found out that like all of the more trendy ways of doing things actually made me worse really yeah in like, what way every time that you do something creative you give like a little piece of yourself oh, there's 100%. always that's the thing about creative is like you have a unique perspective you're the only one that can deliver in a very specific way yeah so it doesn't always fit a system and it doesn't always match an expectation right so um one thing that was really driving me and, and what was interesting especially when you said like get make sure you're giving to others mm-hmm. i do think that's important we are in a very like ego-centered still yeah. like this is like we're in a very ego-centered state we're in a very like self i don't want to call it selfish because i think selfish gets a negative connotation right and we need to be selfish it's only selfish if you're not used to giving to give yourself it, exactly yeah. giving to yourself yeah and so in my and you know i hear like give to others make sure you're taking time for others and i was like that's all i do right my whole existence especially being a creative entrepreneur is bending and tweaking and finding ways for my clients especially in the world of marketing which is completely different compared to like art um that i i was constantly moving for other people Mm. and so that like that whole should narrative right of that like oh i should be doing this i need to be doing this i have to be on top of this i need to be giving this much money to charities i need to have this car so people will recognize these certain things very ego driven even the like self my selflessness was becoming ego-centered because of the idea that I had to be giving in order to seem as though I was healing. Right. And instead, what really needed to happen is I had to start saying, ooh, this magic word, no. Mm. (laughs) Um, And I know everybody said, and it's the most painful word, and it still hurts to come out of my mouth. I've had countless conversations with my sister. Shout out to my sister because... I've come to a lot of realizations and moments of healings because of conversations that I've been able to have with her where she's mm-hmm. been able to pinpoint and say, hey, it's not selfish of you to take time for yourself because I have, right. I've had the same problem where it's selfish to say no mm-hmm. and that I, I always have to be going out of my way to help other people. 
even if it means putting my plans, putting my goals, putting whatever it is on the back burner, especially in my culture. And it's say welcome to being a woman of color in America. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I I really wanted you to finish that story, but that was going to be at the end of the whole thing. I was going to say welcome to conditioning of being a woman of color in America. It's a very Eurocentric way. in, In a constant state of suffering. Yeah. To please other people. And that's where your happiness and where your sense of purpose should come from is the fact that, like, I'm giving everything, everything. that I mm-hmm. have for you. But not only that, that's some weird narrative we've created as well. And we keep depicting it. Oh. Like, shout out, you know, Auntie Perry, Tyler Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> Love him. But, like, clearly he's serving an audience with a very specific narrative. Yeah. I personally am kind of over his depictions of women. You know, like, it's because I don't relate to that story. That doesn't mean it's not a true story. And that doesn't mean that's somebody else, not somebody else's story. Right. But, you know, even some of these things that we've allowed in media and for us and ourselves to normalize and consume. Yeah. Very fascinating. The second um, realization that I came to was it's kind of, um, it's too easy. Like they're making it too easy. Thank you. You know what I mean? That is exactly what came. I'm like, you don't all of a sudden check a list. You cannot. It's like, it's like telling someone here, here are the tips to get over heartbreak. You don't, that's not how it works. You know what I mean? There's not like step one, two, three, and then boom, I'm healed. Exactly. And I think it's a little bit ignorant in that sense yes because i think anybody who's dealing with any mental health issues depression Mm. anxiety Mm. whatever it is Mm -hmm. if it was as easy as here are the steps and then you'll be happy there would be nobody in this world that would be depressed the world would be this magical little unicorn this idealistic bubble we'd have no racism we'd have no sexism also to people who are a little bit more um naive and a little bit more ignorant to mental health issues too i think it can be a little bit more of a wake-up call to realize if it was you on that end that was depressed and dealing with really heavy mental issues and Mm -hmm. like wanting to be happy but not being able to oh my god (laughs) i love how you said that that's exactly what it is yeah it's It's wanting to be happy but not being able to and it's like you can have from the outside what looks like a perfect life but it should it should speak to the fact that people who are struggling with that if they were able to pull themselves out of that they They would would. they would there i couldn't tell so i actually struggle with depression anxiety and i'm finding out it's because i have adhd what's been fascinating is like if we had this conversation last weekend Mm. this would have been a very different conversation in what way i was so depressed i did i always don't realize i'm in a depressed mode because i'm such an ambitious person i'm so forward thinking that i don't realize that all this anxiety that's weighing on me is causing depression and these shoulds and all this kind of stuff i stopped taking care of myself i hyper focus on taking care of everybody else Mm -hmm. so there you go there's some of it like within my depression i realize i'm not feeling great a good way to feel great is to help everybody else see so that's part of the people pleasing i just like throw myself into it what's fascinated me is i'm like people don't do this there are people that actually can wake up and like don't have to like hyper overthink about their entire day before they roll out of bed they don't have to hyper analyze every second of every conversation which is this is of course just speaking from my personal experience monday and tuesday i had to start 
my day by calling my mom. My mom and I rarely ever have conversations on the phone. She always knows if I contact her, it's not great. Because <laughs> she's like, you're. she knows I'm the tough one. I'm yeah. the, the oldest one. I don't need to be taken care of. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. You know. And I had to call her both days because I was like, I don't know if I can get out of bed today. Mm-hmm. Like, just honestly. And I own a business. I still had stuff I had to get done for other people. Right. I... Also, like, I was just like, I need a shower. <laughs> that felt like Im- I- impossible. I think, have you watched Euphoria? I've only watched like one or two episodes. Yeah. I've heard it's amazing, though. So there's an episode, it's extremely triggering. So, like, definitely either find a way right. that you can disassociate healthily or be prepared. Mm-hmm. But there's an episode where, um, oh my gosh, now I'm totally spacing on her name Zendaya? Yeah. Thank you. Zendaya's character. <laughs> It's an episode of a depressive episode, mm-hmm. a manic depressive episode, actually. So what they end up doing is she has like a high high. She's on it. She's getting everything done. She's making promises. She's doing lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. She just she's like, oh, OK, I've been working a lot. I should take a break. She's like, I was on it. She's like, all right, I'm finally going to sleep. So she sleeps mm-hmm. and then she doesn't get up. Oh, wow. And then she can't get up. She can't go to the bathroom. Like it gets to a point where like her her bladder almost ruptures because she just cannot get out of bed. And there's a point when she's laying there and she's just crying and she's like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Because you can just hear herself trying wow. to convince herself to get out of bed. Yeah. And that's what it can be like for some people. But I, I, what I need people to realize is it's more common than you think. And you can have a depressive moment mm-hmm. without being depressed. Like, 100%. You know, you don't have to all of a sudden be diagnosed right. manic depressive. Like this is part of the human experience. Yeah. It's I just can't part diagnose. of life. You know, there's going to be it ups is. and downs, but it's like, let's be real. Let's be honest. Let's let's call it what it is, first of all. Yeah. And secondly, let's, you know, okay, let's talk about therapy for a little bit because mm-hmm. I have been wanting to go to therapy for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I'm going to, put a little asterisk besides this there doesn't need to be something drastically wrong with you or like something going on for you to go to therapy therapy is a healthy form of self-care it's like the dentist people need like you go to the dentist some people need to go to the dentist because they have really bad teeth some people need to go to the dentist because they just need a scrub and a tune-up and a check-in yeah therapy should be treated exactly the same way yep and i i had been talking like inner dialogue again about Mm -hmm. wanting to go to therapy since I was like maybe 18, 19, freshman year of college. And I just kept pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. And it finally got to the point where I had so much stuff, just regular life events Mm -hmm. that were happening that could happen to anybody. It wasn't, it wasn't specific to me that kept piling up and eventually led me to the point where I was like, I need to go to therapy. You know what I mean? And then I was like, I made my appointment. I went and I'm like, why did I waste so much time contemplating it? And but I you think, don't know that's the solution, and that's okay. But I think a lot of it stemmed from the uh, of like this thought that I was having, where it's like I'm okay. I love therapy because it's a person that is literally trained, yeah, sitting across from me to teach me how to actually talk about myself, mm-hmm. which my ego loves. And I had a space, and now I'm realizing that's what I want to create constantly, which mm-hmm. is not easy. But I had a space to be me, right? The weird, the whatever. And it, I've never won. I'll, I'll be honest. I've been in therapy for two and a half years with mm-hmm. my same therapist. I just know that right now in my, what I need right now is I just need like once a month, a Clark tune up. Right. Now I'm in therapy because I'm a whack job, but right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit that <laughs> I am insane. Aren't we all a little <laughs> bit though? All the best people are. 
I'll be honest, Kanye's getting to a point where I'm like, baby boy. <laughs> and boy. it's it's cool too because I've thankfully been able to realize kind of like the benefits of going to therapy trickling down to other aspects of your life. Like you don't realize yes. how much it affects and impacts so many like I perform better because I talk about my emotions you know what I'm saying like you wouldn't necessarily think that that actually (laughs) coincides but it does and it makes so much sense like like a volcano it's amazing I hate truly it's and I know everybody says it's therapeutic because it is it's it's cathartic your emotion though we like to think of it as like a theoretical thing because we can't touch it it's not tangible it's energy just like everything else in this world. I had a friend, Najuma, shout out, because I know she'll listen to this. <laughs> um, she reminded me that I even told her, it's all made up. Everything is made up with very real consequences. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Everything is made up, but it's real. So Talk th- about that a little bit. That's kind of like a paradox. Everything I, is made, made up, up, but, but it's, it's real. real. Life is about choice. Yeah. I like to think and believe that we get to make small choices to set ourselves up to make a choice mm. there are some choices that are thrust upon us mm-hmm. and there are some choices that are so uncomfortable they don't feel like a choice right basically what ended up happening is i decided i was gonna keep choosing these smaller things for this big choice of running a company that i had an idea in my head and for whatever reason along the way self-doubt comes in those every day like yeah. trying to stay in the moment remembering your whys trying to do a lot of different things and i started networking and finding out there are other people doing the same thing mm-hmm. that doesn't mean i should stop but what that showed me was that let me do it my way and i started having conversations of i know the perfect person to buy this company i love that trust yourself here's the thing okay the problem with social media and the amount of content that's pushed at you 24 7 even if you have a great idea makes you want to be like how the heck am I gonna get my voice out there who's gonna listen to me no one's gonna listen to me because I'm I'm in the sea of all these people that are pushing all this content out Mm -hmm. at everybody 24 7 but you brought up a good point just now where you said but they don't have my perspective. They don't have your connection. They don't touch the community in the same way that you do in a way. Like, yep. uh, honestly, it was so funny because you're sitting here and on the drive over here, I was like, why do people want to hear what I have to say? It's self-doubt, which is which is pretty normal. I mean, I think everybody doubts themselves at some point, oh. but it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. or all the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> you you might be saying what's been said for thousands of years let's be honest oh a lot of a lot mm. of what we say isn't new no but the way you present it to people is new yes. the people you can reach because of your specific personality your specific look your physical Little, appearance even yeah even as, as my literally to that where you're physically located it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to her because she has red hair right you know what i mean Seriously. like that's literally how all these <laughs> content creators or people online have been able to build specific audiences that yeah. like them they like your perspective they like yeah. the way you look they like the way you say things i had straight up somebody say like we love that you have a bit of like attitude and everything that you do that's yeah. not something that's common in minnesota and they loved that and i was like oh i just do I'm out you're here just doing, doing you yeah you within building your own reality and having that choice you get to also choose your mindset now Mm. and that's a caveat there are not all people that can choose their own mindset every day for those folks like myself something that's helped is i let that mindset be that mindset for that day Mm -hmm. let me feel 
shitty. Let me do bad work right now. Mm -hmm. A big thing that we have to come to terms with is that you're in control of a lot more than you think. Mm -hmm. So if you're unhappy with the people that you're around, the job that you have, whatever it is, it's up to you to change the culture around you. you And also... You attract your culture. Mm. So, <laughs> ooh, you get the energy you give, yes. baby. Yes. It, ooh, because <laughs> empath, like, even if you don't consider yourself empathic, and yeah. even if people are like, how do I know if I'm empathic or not? Mm-hmm. I even realize when it's like, I love you. Yeah. I love you so much yeah. that I only want to see you twice a year. <laughs> because, and that's okay. Yeah, and that's that totally fine. totally fine. Yeah. What's wild is like we're connected all the time. You don't need to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, going back to like someone always wants to hear it. Something I constantly remind myself is by me sharing my life, my truth, my story mm-hmm. might save a life. And that life oh, might wow. be mine. And that might be enough. That's more than enough. Exactly. Something my dad taught me is like, especially people of color, we get hired for what we've done, Mm. not what we can do. So why not make everything and keep proving to yourself that you can do it? Right. So then you have proof when somebody goes, what have you done? Yeah. Learn how to take criticism. Mm -hmm. Something I had to learn was that the value we put in people not everybody needs to have the exact same weighted value in your life and that's okay and you also have to be okay with also realizing you may not have the same weighted value that somebody might have on you and that my friends is called relational intelligence (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i'm not a Mm. gatekeeper by any means i love sharing the wealth oh my god Literally, I have so much to say on that. Because knowledge is power when applied. Yeah. If I can't apply all my knowledge, then it's not very powerful. Mm -hmm. Anyway, if you want to not share your resources with folks because scarcity mindset is real, I get it. To me, it's it's real. The mindset is real, but it's a fallacy. Scarcity, in my opinion, doesn't exist. Actually, there's a Bible scripture that really just encompasses everything you just said it says the world of the generous gets larger and larger and the world of the greedy gets smaller and smaller but is it i've genuinely seen that play out the thing is when we think about when we think about um wealth a lot of times we think about monetary things right that might mean you're becoming less and less happy that might mean the Mm. quality of your relationships is going down the drain yeah you're not you know what i mean but like the quality of your life is trash Mm. because you didn't see the value of being generous with what you know and that kind of goes back to being a a good leader if you're truly a good leader a good mentor you'll share the wealth i love like i love that that scripture that's amazing (laughs) and i don't even consider myself like a religious person i'm like oh that bible got some nice things to say (laughs) (laughs) that bible that bible though okay this has been such a rich conversation i I feel like i (laughs) i feel like i've learned so much i love this so sweet um so usually what i do with guests is kind of go through like a couple rapid fire questions so if you want to give me like yeah just give me like a sentence or two whatever you feel comfortable when i ask you these questions and yeah i'll try to go from there i promise (laughs) because clearly i like to talk all right so first question is what is the best compliment you've ever gotten Oh my goodness. I don't know if it's necessarily the best, but it's one of my favorite right now. I, I keep getting it time and time again, and it, it holds a lot of value in my heart. Yeah. People tell me they love my energy. I love that. Uh, next question is What was your favorite trip you've taken? My gut response was to Austin, Texas. Okay. And it's because I actually want to move there. Okay. And it felt like home. I love that. <laughs> and the last question here is What's the best advice someone has given you? It's one that's been sitting with me actually this this past like week as I've been going through and I'm muddling through my head. Yeah. My dad, 
I called him because I knew I needed to fire a client. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a beneficial relationship to either of us. My ego was like, don't let them go. It'll make you look bad. All these mm-hmm. kind of things, you know, like this is business. This is money. You got to hold on to right. it. And my dad goes, Clark, it's not that deep. <laughs> it's not that deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that deep. I love that. Because it, it really wasn't. That is a life motto right there. It's not that deep. That's therapeutic. Just say that to yourself, the please. Serious, that's one of my mantras, actually, is like I sit in the car and go, it's not that deep. It's not that deep. You got it. Trust Preach. yourself. It's not that deep. I've learned so much from this conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time to be Thank here. You. I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to have this conversation Thank and you. share what you know. Thanks for doing this yeah. because there are plenty of people sitting in their rooms thinking, I know interesting people. I want to yeah. talk about it. Why don't we just record it? But they don't create and hold and make space for it. So thank you. Oh, thank, thank you for you. doing this. Thank you. That is it for this week's episode, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see you guys next week. I'm not going to say next week anymore because it might be <laughs> it might be next Pace month. It yourself. might be next two weeks. So Pace yourself. I'll see you Success when I see you. is yours. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode and be sure to come follow me on all social media platforms at the username Meaningful Riches Podcast and check back here once a week as I put out new episodes. There's so much around us to be thankful for and find true value and wealth in. I hope that these conversations will empower you to take bold action and add personal value so you can attain and live a life filled with meaningful riches. I'll see you guys next week.